to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. Great to have you joining us again today. We're going to talk today about success in your career. I've been coaching business owners and executives, and so this is sort of fresh in my mind, and this is something new for me to do. And at least in this, at least in the format in which I'm doing it, I've been coaching, I guess, people like in their careers for a long time. But this is a little different. And it's just got me thinking about how you can be most successful and some of the things that practices that really can keep you back. And we're going to jump into that in just a second. But before we do, just a few things to to just talk about and probably should talk about some of these things more than I do. But uh, first of all, um, I would just want to say I am a speaker and an author. I have written eight books um, and they're available. Turn Your Setbacks into Comebacks, very famous book of mine. Uh, that I just was talking with someone the other day telling me how much they love reading this book and how much it's helping them. So if you're looking to have a comeback in your life from a setback, uh, a book called You Got Style, I'm going to give you the last three books. You Got Style, which is about your thinking style, your parenting style, your leadership style, your time style, your decision style. So many great chapters. Each one has an inventory at the end so you can identify your style. Works great in marriages and families to understand each other better. Works great in companies and departments and teams. Uh, Really fantastic. And so if you like to learn more about yourself and you like things like the Enneagram and personality profiles, this is another unique, different than either of those, unique way of understanding yourself. And then my latest is This is Living, which is a devotional book, 100 Devotions, uh, Daily Inspiration. So if you're looking for something to read each day, take about three minutes to just really set you on, on the right course for the day, scripture verse, story, and some application that you can immediately uh, put into your life. Great, great way to uh Really great way to keep being inspired. A lot of people like to listen to my stuff for its inspirational content. This is a marvelous way to be able to to do that. Those are all available. Easiest ways is just on Amazon. You can pick up any of them. RickMcDaniel.com is the best place to go for all the stuff that I do. So author, speaker. So again, if you're interested in having me speak at your event or your conference, your church or your business or whatever it might be, be happy to do that. And you can you can just contact us and and we will we'll get back with you about that. So those are those are two main things that I do um, besides this podcast. And I'd uh, love to uh, have you read the books and, and uh, be able to listen to the speaking. So um, I certainly come and, and speak for you. So check those out again on, on Pray.com or on the Pray app. Lots of content there on the Bible app, the Uversion Bible app, seven different reading plans and one uh, verse of the day video. If you just put my name in the search, you can find that on Pray. Just uh you can click search and popular leaders and just scroll until you see 
my name or face and, and, and you can get stuff there. So these are all ways that you can do that. Love to have you share this podcast, you know, on social media and say, hey, I love this Pointing Fit Back podcast. We off to a great start. Uh, this new season has been really encouraging, but let's build on that and let's see if we can reach a whole bunch of new folks because what I hear from people is just, again, how encouraging, motivating, inspiring it is. And that's my goal is to just be able to share that with as many people as possible. I mean, I did a, a major pivot in my life a couple of years ago solely for this purpose, to be able to expand my reach beyond a local area and a local place to a much larger reach. And so all these formats, this podcast, the content on Pray, the Pray app, on the Bible app, the books, these are all ways to just read the speaking to reach more and more people. And I'd love you to, to share that if it's impacted your life reviews and uh, five star ratings and, you know, just sharing uh, all, all of that is really uh, appreciated and helpful. So uh, there is a, a book by a, a guy named Jan um, Jaeger, How to Finish Everything You Start. And he talks about the reasons and the excuses that people often don't finish tasks and the thing about it is, is that success is about in your career and business is about results. You know, it's 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 about results. That's what it ultimately and I, I started my life in the sports world. And I can tell you in the sports world, it's about wins and losses. I mean, it just is. So what's um, significant is if you end up getting into a place where you start things but don't finish, then, you know, you really going to hinder your ability to be successful in your career. And so Jaeger has uh, all these uh, thoughts on that. And uh, I'm going to kind of share 10, the top 10 list, because if you've noticed my uh, podcast, there's, you know, again, someone was like, you got a lot of 10 Sometimes 15, sometimes five, but a lot of 10 things, 10 things. And I do have a lot of titles of the of these podcast episodes that have, you know, the, the number 10. So it just works for me. It's good within the 30 minute. This is a 30 minute podcast. It's always 30 minutes. It doesn't, you know, it's not 15 and then 20 and then 45 minutes. It's 30. It's consistently 30. And within the 30, you've got uh, just enough time to hit maybe 10, again, 15 if I really hustle. So uh, today it's it's 10. And so we're going to call this 10 practices limiting your success, your career success, 10 practices limiting your career success. So here you go. First, the first one, big surprise to no one, too many distractions and interruptions. We let ourselves get distracted. We get interrupted. Phone calls, email, texts, social media, whatever. And then we don't complete the task that we need to complete. So what can you do about that? Well, there's a couple things. One thing you can do is just say, I'm only going to read emails, you know, like twice a day. You can even have a little a footer on your emails that says, you know, I only read emails twice a day. I only respond to emails that require response. You know how much time you can waste just going, okay, yeah, right. You know, just, just 
people with people communicate with me long ago knew I'm not responding back. If you tell me something that I need to know, okay, thank you for telling me or whatever, you confirm something, but there's no need to to take time to do those sorts of things. And then you could have a footer that says, you know, I read my emails each day at first thing in the morning and last thing in, at, at the end of the workday. Um, but you've got to find a way to, to stop constantly being interrupted. Same thing with notifications. You got to turn off notifications or this constant bing, bing, bing. And I always, you know, talk to my wife about this because every time she has like a, a, you know, bing from like a text, she immediately thinks it has to be answered. It does not have to be answered immediately. It absolutely does not. Stick with what you're, what you're on, what you're working on, what you're trying to accomplish. Don't allow for interruptions. Block out time and stick with that time and make sure it's the best time for you and when you're most effective. Second would be classic. I've talked about this before, done entire episodes on this fear of failure. You know, like in other words, if you don't finish it, you can't fail. You know, it's kind of bizarro world, right? This way of thinking, conscious or unconscious, can prevent you from totally finishing projects and tasks. So you really got to, you know, just sort of deal with the underlying issue of fear of failure. So that you can say, well, I'm not going to let fear of failure stop in the way. Because failure, you you can fail your way right into success. Failure is simply feedback. And you can fail forward and you keep failing forward and you'll be a success. So you have to get to this place where, again, unconsciously or consciously, where you're not really in a situation when all things are said and done, where you're essentially not finishing so that there is no final project, there is no task that's been completed that can then be evaluated and and then we can see whether or not you succeeded or failed. And you've got to rid yourself of that fear of failure, that underlying fear and overcome it and say, I'm not going to let a fear of failure stop me from finishing this task, from completing this project. And then we'll see whether it's a win or a loss and whether it's a success or a failure. And if it's a loss and a failure, then, you know, I, I learn as I as I said in last week's episode, it's just learning. That's all it is. It's it's, a you know, you you lose or you learn you You don't lose and lose, you lose and learn. All right, here's another perfectionism. So I know a little bit about this in the writing field, in the field of writing. So you see, this is like where you keep redoing work, you know, because it's not right yet. It's not right. It's not perfect. And so, you, you, you know, you keep doing, keep doing it and doing it. And so, you know, if you can say, oh, man, that really is kind of me. Then, then you really have to uh, have an adjustment in your in your thinking. And here is the adjustment: excellence versus perfection. I'll never forget years ago. I was speaking to a college football team, and they had had an undefeated season. And the week before, they had lost their first game. And I walked into the hotel ballroom. And I looked at them and I said, you're no longer perfect, but you can still be excellent. And I gave them this very inspiring, motivational speech about 
be excellent on the field today, even though you can no longer be perfect. And man, they ate it up. The coach absolutely loved it. In fact, I got invited back. That's when you know they really like it. And because it's true, life is not about being perfect. But excellence, man, I pursue it. I have this motto. It's not just mine, but I've said it many times. Excellence honors God and inspires people. It absolutely does that. When we when we do something excellently, it honors God who, who's given us the gifts and abilities and opportunities and talents. And we've done something very, very, very well with what God has given us. And it pleases God and he honors God that we've done that and it inspires people because look why do we still to this day even though people like uh, Michael Jordan and Lawrence Taylor are long gone as far as their playing careers we still talk about them because they represent a standard of excellence that is just incredible not to mention current players like a Tiger Woods, even as he's coming toward the end of his career, you know, still doing it. Tom Brady, who's recently retired. These are people that inspire by their excellence. All right. Procrastination. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. But I mean, you, you got you to talk about it again. I've talked about this in previous podcast episodes, but, you know, what are the reasons for procrastination, you know, I mean, it's just, um, there's all kinds of reasons you could think the job is too simple or too difficult, or you shouldn't even have to do it at all. It could be, it could be that, uh, it, it could be the fact that, um, you just, <laughs> you just don't want to do it. And you're just looking for any and every reason. So maybe the reasons I just listed are not even the real reason. You know, you just don't want to do it. So, you know, what do you do about it? You just have to. I think there's a couple things. One is if you can delegate something that you don't really have to do. Or maybe partner with someone. So that you can kind of do it together and you can hold each other accountable. But there's also, um, you know, the reality that, you know, sometimes you just have to say, look, there is value in finishing, in scheduling something and finishing it. And, and let's, let's just do that. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier about maybe the, the, your best time, you know, like what is your best time? And that's where you put that thing that you are, that you keep putting off, place it in that zone, you know, say from, you know, eight to 10 or 10 to 12 or whatever, you know, two to four, whatever is that prime time for you that you really know you're at your best and just schedule it in and then just do it. And just, you know, again, I've done an entire episode on procrastination, so I don't have time today to kind of dig into that. You can listen to that episode, which is a full explanation of all the ways you can avoid procrastination. But that's certainly at the top of the list. Uh, Here's another one underestimating, you know, how long it's going to take. I mean, you can just call it poor planning. You know, you know, the famous phrase, right? When you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And man, I believe it. I believe it so much. Uh, 
next week I'm going to talk about another one of my trips and some fascinating experiences and some very interesting stuff that came up that I think is going to be worth your time to listen to. But man, the amount of planning it takes to pull off, you know, going to all 50 states and and 40 countries and six continents and all that, that is that is no small thing. But that's, you know, the planning involves so many things. I was just talking to one of my sons about the holidays, you know, and he's like, come on, dad, you know. No, it's not. It's not too early, especially, you know, Thanksgiving's right around the corner and, and Christmas is not far away either. And and, you know, we really already kind of planned the Thanksgiving a while ago, but there's still a few details that need to be worked out. So you just have to. um you know, just do your homework, you know, before you uh, commit and promise to deliver, you just, you know, you better be able to do it. I'll never forget, we went somewhere one time, my wife and I, and the motto of this place was exceeding expectations. And my wife, as soon as she saw it, <laughs> she looked at me and she started chuckling. She said, uh, they never met you, Rick. Uh, here, we, get ready. Because I do uh, have high expectations. And I've talked about this before, you know, that that's not, I'm not saying that's always a good thing. Uh, because, uh, too many expectations can can really bring about a lot of unhappiness. So I've learned to to this was many years ago. I've learned to change that and, and make improvements. But, you know, you just have to understand that uh, this is it is what it is. And again, it would be much better in terms of lowering expectations to show that you are truly a performer than to be an underachiever because people expected more of you than they had a, a, a reasonable reason to expect. So this underestimating how long, you know, you really, it's really uh, important. I, I'm in a situation right now where um, somebody, 22-year-old kid hit my car. It's quite a story. It, it could have been really, really bad, actually. Um but it wasn't in terms of injuries, but it has been incredible trying to get my car back and telling me it'll be done this time and literally not done. Then definitely by the end of the month, not done. I mean, it is the worst thing you can do to somebody is to, you know, have them believe that because they just get more and more frustrated when you don't complete the task. So you got to really plan things out and make and have, a, you know, a reasonable plan of how you would knock this off and how you would, you know, take each bite sized piece and finally get it completed. Really, 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 really important stuff. All right, here's the kind of flip side. This is another practice it's kind of the you know other side of the coin the left hand of the right hand however we look at it setting an unrealistic deadline in other words accepting work and saying you know it, it can be done by this deadline without really researching it and knowing how long it's going to take or really thinking it through. So it, it's better really 
to ask for time to, you know, propose a, a completion time, a completion deadline. It's better to do that than to have a larger failure. In other words, it'd be better to have kind of some initial resistance, uh, kickback, whatever, blowback up front in lieu of a larger failure later on when you cannot deliver what you claimed you were going to be able to do. It would be better to take the pain up front, so to speak, than have to deal with what will take place when the deadline comes and you are not completed with the task or the project. So you see, one is really underestimating and the other is committing before estimating. And there's sort of, again, the, the, the heads and tails of the same coin, the, the, the right and the left hand, but both are equally damaging practices for your career success, your long, long-term long career success. So this whole thing about how long is it going to take and what, when am I going to commit and all this, all of this is wrapped up in making sure before you take something on, you know what is involved. All right. Here's another practice, trying to do too many tasks at the same time. Multitasking, right? Very popular, you know. Some would say it's a requirement in today's world of, uh, you know, technology and, and all of that. But, you know, I have email and, you know, phones and social media. But, you know, most evidence still shows that high productivity requires focusing on one thing at a time. And by the way, there's other research that shows that um, women's just their the function of their brain, it, they may have a somewhat easier um, time trying to multitask. But men especially, really just the formation of the brain and the way it works, really do best. And by the way, are can have quite a great deal of success by focusing on one thing at a time. So um, this is really a big thing, really a big thing. And it could be the thing that's hurting your career somewhere along the line. You know, you bought into this multitasking thing. And so you think that's what you ought to be doing. When in fact, what you ought to be doing is focusing on one thing. And it's that focusing on one thing that is actually going to bring you the greatest degree of success, not this uh, false, I believe, image that multitasking is the way to go. All right, what else? Lack of delivery because of disorganization, clutter. You can't finish something if you can't even find it. You know, and what you're supposed to be doing in the first place. You've got to take control of your workplace. And listen, especially in the whole, you know, work from home, home office type thing, man, it makes the organization uh, a really a priority. You've, you, you know, you've got to get rid of the clutter and you've got to develop systems for tracking the project and, and, and managing your resources. I mean, this is 
This is so crucially important. And by the way, you know, you listen to these, you know, you say, well, I'm just not a person that's like that, you know, and what I would say to you, and we could talk about many things, a lot like detail. You could say, well, I'm just not a detail oriented person. And yet I'm going to tell you attention to detail is just the absolute mantra of, of successful people. And by the way, excellence in my excellence uh, message that I have. That's one of the points is attention to detail. This is not about, you know, again, being a detail oriented person. It, it, it means you got to pay attention to the stuff that the small things, because small things add up to be pretty big things if you don't watch out on the small stuff. Sitting on my desk right now is this little phrase. If you do little things well, you do big, you'll do the big ones better. And so that that's what I'm talking about here when I talk about you say, well, I'm just not an organized person. Well, you know, you, you might not be an organized person in all aspects of your life. But when it comes to your workspace, you've got to get it organized. You can't have it all cluttered up. And and at least you have to know, you know, I I'm better now. I used to be famous for having a couple piles on my desk. But the thing is, I knew what was in those piles. Now, if you know what's in those piles, and I never had a problem uh, completing tasks and finishing things, projects and things like that. Okay, fine. But if the clutter is keeping you from that or you don't know where it is, and, and but even now I am down to what I would call, say, half of one pile versus maybe in t- days gone by, maybe two piles. You've got to get to a place where you, you just have yourself organized and, and you have yourself together. Here's another one, emotional turmoil or need for immediate gratification. In other words, it's hard to finish projects when you're, you know, uh, upset about something, either in the workplace or in your private life. And so there's a number of ways to, you know, tackle that. You you know, you may, you may have to um, find some kind of outlet for just calming yourself down. Prayer is obviously at the top of that list in my mind where you kind of give things to God so that you don't allow that to overwhelm you like reading a devotion like like my my book for instance not the only one but um I think it's pretty good you know just having something to really get your mind focused in the right way there's also of course it may require you to to um to confront someone in order to get things right it it may require you to take uh you know um time off and get things straightened out uh, in your personal life, you know, whatever it is, do whatever you need to do so that you can not be in a situation where the job is not going to get done, you know, and, and, you know, always breaking the big tasks into more manageable chunks, you know, sure, people can help you. And uh, you can delegate in some ways, as I said earlier, by all means, those are other things to do. But when when you're in a situation where you uh, have things going on, you got to deal with those things so you can get back to the project. And then, you know, as far as immediate gratification, you know, th- this is uh, 
this is the part where, you know, you you just want to do the part that kind of gives you the gratification, but that's not the whole project. That's not the complete task. And you've got to be careful uh, about giving into that temptation. All right. Here's the last one of 10 practices that can limit your career success out of sight, out of mind. In other words, you know, you got a file tucked away, uh, you know, physical file uh, tucked away somewhere, not, you know, on your desk. You've got something tucked away on your computer. And you know what? You end up like not giving the attention to the project or to the task that's necessary. This is why, you know, having that clean desk and having that organized workspace is so important. And so uh, this is where things like to-do lists and post-it notes are, are very useful. So you don't miss something. I mean, I'm an enormous believer in the to-do list. I mean, I just... I think that, again, in other episodes, I've talked about some of these things about really taking some time Sunday night to really set up your week and kind of know where you're going and what you want to accomplish. And Monday morning, you've got your to-do list. And then if you looked out of my desk today or any other day, you'd see a to-do list on there. I mean, that just keeps you on task, right? Keeps you where you need to, to be, doing what you need to do in order for that project to get completed that's how it works. And so you got to keep it in front of you because out of sight, out of mind. Yes. I just, uh, this morning, just, this just popped into my head and I went back and looked at a text that was probably from about a week and a half ago. And somebody asked me to film a small video, uh, and, uh, just kind of, a uh, not a video, like one of my speaking videos, but just like a personal, personal one. And you know what? It just, I read that text and then I moved on and I didn't, you know, write that down and say, hey, film this. It's not a big deal. Wouldn't take me a long time, but I didn't do it. And so the, and, and the deadline was actually yesterday. So, man, that's rare for me. And but if I'd written it down, it would have been in sight, out of sight, out of mind. So there you go. Ten practices. And if any of these things are happening in your professional life, then address them now so that you can have all the career success that you want to have, dream about having, and deserve to have. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.